Hello friends and welcome to your Monday edition of the Kings of Anglia podcast brought to you in association with our friends at Manscaped and Ginger Pickle. It's not a blue Monday, it's not a joyous Monday, it's somewhere in the middle because Ipswich Town drew nil-nil at the weekend and normally we wouldn't be talking about that in excited, upbeat tones. But given they, they drew against a side, they're absolutely bossing the championship, won eight league games in a row and basically unstoppable on their way to the Premier League, I think we probably are going to get quite excited about it. So first of all, let me introduce my friends today. I'm, of course, Mark Heath, your excitable host on my third coffee of the morning, helping me be the man that I want to be. And the man that I'd really like to be, if I'm honest, is Hutch Hogan, Andy Warren. How are you? Right. Why? What What? What reasons do you want to be me, please? Because I admire your, your demeanour. I wish I could be as calm and collected at all times as you are. I'm too, I'm too uh, hot-blooded, temperamental, well, to my detriment. I've not had three coffees. I don't know. I, do I need more coffees? Do I need less? You, well, you don't drink uh, coffee, do you? This is another thing. You're very abstemious. You don't drink alcohol. You don't drink coffee. I don't really know what your flaws are as a, as a human being, what your weaknesses are. Pastry. <laughs> hey! <laughs> to be fair, I do drink coffee. I do drink alcohol. And I also eat too much pastry. So... You're ahead of me there as well. Uh, but yeah, there are some flaws. We don't need to. We don't need to necessarily go into them now. Um, Let's not analyse you right now. But, <laughs> but how right are you now. doing? Um, I'm all right, thanks. Excellent. Solid. And a man with probably more flaws than most, but also a lot more appeal than most, and a lot more facial hair than most. Roscoe, the prospect, the beard. How are you, my friend? I'm very well. Um, I don't drink coffee either. Um, bit of alcohol, bit of pastry. Bit of steroids, you know. <laughs> You're on the gear. Rossi's on yeah, the gear. He's just told us all. Yeah, yeah. it's going to get massive, like Watson. Um, you don't drink coffee either, Rossi. Is that because you don't like the taste of it? Pretty much. Like, if I have to, I will. If it's like, I don't know, if I just fancy a hot drink and you could only have coffee, then I will. Like every sip, I'm like, yeah, this is alright, but it's not really. Yeah, the taste of it, yeah, not for me. I'm a good. Cu- I love a cup of tea. Got to love a cup of tea or hot chocolate. Happy days. Good honest cup of tea. Friends, I am I am coming to the end of dry January. Um, I have not, a drink has not passed my lips in this calendar year. Uh, I mean, I'm not one of these people who thinks it's big and clever enough and brilliant to give up booze because I bloody love drink. And I can't wait until Wednesday where I can actually have a little sip of some of the stuff that I got for Christmas. Um, but of course, that doesn't bother you, Hutchie, because you're, you're teetotal the whole time. Uh, yeah, I am. Um I don't really know why, but I am. Uh, Serious issue with drink, I thought. Again, we don't need to go into that. But but yeah, uh, no, I don't know why, but I I am. That's me, I'm afraid. Bland. I like it. I want to be you. (laughs) I don't know what to say. Because no, I don't just, think because I, I don't make that I as don't, uncomfortable as possible. Yeah, you met you succeeded. I don't I, I don't think you do want to be me. Oh. Okay, all right, fair enough. I'll tell you who I do want to be. Ipswich bloody town after the weekend. Oof, things are looking up, boy. Hutchie, they drew nil-nil at the weekend, which on the face of it is a is a really dull and underwhelming result. But when you factor in who they're playing, the mighty Burnley of the championship, championship table toppers, eight league games in a row, top scorers in, in the championship. Only three sides or two sides before this game had failed, had, uh, had managed to um, keep them to a clean sheet. And now it's which town are in that pantheon of clean sheet keepers because they bloody impressed, didn't they, Hutchie? Should we talk about it now in excited mm. tones? Yeah, as fun as fun a nil-nil as you can, as you can get, really. Um, I, I guess people would look in at it from the outside and, and think, oh, come on, OK. FA Cup game where everyone made changes and it ended nil-nil, that's a... That's a snooze snooze fest, but um, far from it. Anyone that was there would have thoroughly enjoyed it and um, would have thoroughly enjoyed what Ipswich were able to give because in in different ways, we, we talked about Town hoping to go toe-to-toe with Burnley um, going into the game and, and in, in various different ways they did and it was a proper game, um, which you could argue Town, Town just shaded. Can we talk first of all about the team? Because I want to give myself a little pat on the back here. A peek behind the curtain, friends. Every week, as part of the, the build-up stuff that we do in print, I have to try and predict the town team. Now, Stu and Andy, I, I think, not bothered at all when I send you my predicted team. You kind of humour me and go, yeah, whatever. Um, but I take it incredibly seriously. So this week, given it was an FA Cup game, it was a really hard task. I messaged Stu my team. 
He said, that's as good a bet as any. Didn't put in, you cretin, stop bothering me. But then I get very excited when two o'clock comes around. I check the team and I'd absolutely nailed it, Hutchie. I got every single player right, which nice. I was particularly impressed with, given that it involved Wolfenden and Edmondson playing together for the first time, really. Uh, Jackson coming in on the right um, and, and Lee coming in on the left. Uh, so I, I was very pleased with myself. Do you think I should be? Mm. I think you definitely you kept you kept Morsi and Evans as the starting yep. midfield. I thought he would. Why? Do. why? Well, Morsi because he wants to play every game, and I think Evans. If you're going to play Morsi, you might as well play Evans. That was my thinking. I'd love if that was the um, that was the thinking in Kieran McKenna's office. Sam does. Sam wants to play every game, lads. He he <laughs> said to me, "I want to play every game." Then Martin Pert pops up. Might <laughs> might as well play Lee Evans, boss. Okay, <laughs> job done. Oh, well, well done, Mark. Um, well done. That's, I was probably that... pleased with myself. I mean, genuinely, yeah. I, I'm not For a man a who, who... Game, that's very yeah. impressive. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a man who has much to celebrate, but I did, I did celebrate that. Um, what did you make of the side, Rossi, when you saw it? I know you did a little bit with our, our friend Bono. Um, I, I saw quite a bit of noise on social media, which I guess you always get around team selection, people saying, oh, a bit disappointed with that side. We could have gone stronger, that kind of thing. What did you make of it? Uh I wouldn't say I was underwhelmed, but I did. I was. I was. But you were underwhelmed. <laughs> you know me with team team news. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, eleven players on the pitch for us. Eleven players for them. Um, but I, I would. I would have liked to see Broadhead from the start. Um, mm. he, he didn't start, did he? No, honest. Yeah, good. He, he did. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's yeah. good. I was there. I did know the team. Um, but yeah, I would like to see him start. And of course, it's great to see her start from. The start, um, you know, because he's still, you know, getting up fully up to speed. But I, I would like to see Ladapo start because of his, you know, two goals against Morecambe. Um, but the rest of the team, I was pretty happy with, really. You know, Alaki was always going to go and goal. I think that's how you say it. Probably not. Um, Greg Lee, you know, I thought he had a really good game. We'll get into the players in a minute, but I think he needs a few minutes. Mm. Um, and everyone else, I was pretty happy with. And yeah, Lee Evans, Sam Orsey, I, I wasn't expecting that actually. I thought, you know, one of them, maybe Humphreys come in, but um, overall. Yeah, I don't get too high. I don't get too low about team news. I just go, okay, he's starting. Okay, fine, move on. I love that you make it so simple, Rossi. They've got eleven players. We've got eleven players. It doesn't really matter who they are. Just, just play eleven players. Again, that's another, you... that's another chat going on in McKenna's office. <laughs> just, yeah, right. We've just got name eleven, 11 players. Yeah, yeah. They'll have eleven uh, as well. So don't. <laughs> I got a Luco as well, actually, coming out the out of the uh, the press gantry to start in that number 10 spot. Again, very pleased with myself. Actually, what did you make of the players who did play? Because by all accounts, every single one of them gave a seriously good account of themselves. The couple, at least as far as your ratings go, really standing out. Um, Hladke yeah. in goal, who I believe you said played his best game in a town shirt. And, and from the highlights I've seen, certainly made a couple of really nice saves. Uh, and our old friend Caden Jackson, the, the man who divides fans, did really well in that in that kind of wide spot on the right. Yeah, Hladke, the saves were good, um, but his his game was about more than that. He he saw a lot of the ball at his feet and moved it quickly and um, moved town around. McKenna, McKenna spoke about how good he was with his feet going into the game and puts a little bit of pressure on, on Hladke there. If there's suddenly some kind of um, mix up with, with ball at feet and, and you've just said there's not many better around than him... Um, then that's not great, but there wasn't. He um he was really solid with his feet and, and played some nice nice balls out from the back. Um, a couple of decent saves in there. Nothing outrageous because Burnley didn't have too many chances. But the thing that impressed me the most was the command of the area that he had. Because if if you're rewinding back to sort of the start of his town career under Paul Cook, the the big the big issue then is that we felt that he maybe looked a little bit overawed and um his command of the box wasn't great and and that didn't put a lot of confidence in the, the defence. Looking back prob- and, and how things have played out since, probably a very unfair situation to judge him in, given how shambolic that defence was at times at, at the start of that season. They conceded two goals a game pretty much every week. Even Christian Walton conceded five on his Ipswich debut. That's what that's what that defence was. So maybe it may be with the benefit of hindsight, a really difficult time for, for Hladke to start his, his town career, but he was, was solid throughout in this one. And and while I probably wouldn't reach the point where we're seriously arguing whether he plays at Cambridge instead of Walton, which I sense, Mark, 
might be a discussion point for down it's the a shame. line. It's a shame that you're already seriously arguing that because I did want to seriously argue that next. <laughs> well, okay. okay. Let's reset. <laughs> I'll seriously argue that it, we're not quite there yet. Would be okay. my would be my would be would be my point. But what it what it has proven to me and, and I'm sure to others as well is that there's a real viable alternative there. And f- for me, dropping Walton wasn't a viable thing because I, I didn't necessarily feel like that there was a, a a real sort of viable alternative to come in. But I, I think the last few games he's played in the cup, he's he's shown that there is. Um, I just think that changing a goalkeeper is something we've seen Ipswich Town do before. Um, to, if you're flashing back to Holy and Cornell and Norris, and more harm than good, I think, can come with changing a goalkeeper unless you really, really have to. And I don't think Walton's been anywhere near the level where you really, really have to take him out of the team at all. So mm. uh wouldn't be something I do. Sorry, Mark. Um, that's okay. That's all. That's that, okay. I've, that's I've jumped. I've ruined uh, the it, way, the I? way I was going to, I was going to segue into that, Rossi. I'll come to you on this. Is obviously you can't. The idea of dropping Walton would be madness before this game, for any reason, and and it's hard to argue after just one game that that's you know that's a justifiable conversation, as such as said. Um, but do, do you think? Can you foresee any kind of way going forward? Because Walton's not been at at peak Christian Walton form, has he, recently? Can you foresee any sort of way going forward in which there is genuinely a proper discussion to be had around Kladke potentially getting his chance in goal, other than obviously an injury or something like that? Uh, well, I'm getting sent off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think if it's just if he has multiple mistakes, you know, he, you know, he's had a, a few little moments this season, but nothing like where I've gone. Oh, okay, that's not great um, for me. I haven't really seen much of Lanka really. I think he's had a few moments. I think where town fans are always oh, not very great, but he is a good goalkeeper. He has proven mm-hmm. that in League Two with Salford. You know, won the Golden Glove. Um, and this, you know, second choice goalkeeper is very important these days. Very important. And um, he sounds like a, a very good character around the squad because you know, for him to be patient, he knows he's got a very good goalkeeper in Walton. You know, we've spent a bit of money on him. We've got you know him on a long term contract. Um, it's a bit easier for me to say Walton. I have to admit it every week. It's easier to say. Um, but yeah, it's it's a very interesting discussion, really, because I know there has been a lot of chat around, you know, maybe not drop one, but just bring, give a lanky a chance and see how, how he can do. And the Cambridge game, I think it will be too early for him. Yeah, he's had a great game on Saturday, but then after the Cambridge game, he's got the replay at Burnley. So mm. plan for the Burnley game and then go from there. But for, for the time being, keep Walton as our league starter. Because even Walton played in the FA Cup, he played in the Buxton game. So I don't know, maybe McKenna just feels when it's the right time to change his goalkeeper, he will do. But yeah, back in the days on the Lambert, Holy Norris, Holy Norris, it's like, come on, come on, Paul, just pick one. Because um, yeah, I'm sure it wasn't healthy with the goalies. But I know they want to play, but sometimes, yeah. It just doesn't work, does it? Just no. you, you take one, one one week, one the next. It, it doesn't help with the continuity. The thing that, the thing where I would even start to think about a changing goal is where the defence doesn't look confident in their goalkeeper. Um, and I don't think Town are anywhere near that, quite frankly. Mm. I, I think Walt, Walton, yes, he had a few sort of handling errors. There was there was the, the Charlton goal uh, that he, he pushed back out into play where he maybe could have done better. But really, goalkeeping-wise, he's he's been fine, hasn't he? He's been, he's been a fine goalkeeper. Um it's not for me, not 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 yet. But there's a viable, there's a viable <clears throat> discussion to be had. Will you at least give me this, Hutchie, that it's good purely from a competition point of view? Because you look at the town side and all over the pitch, there's competition for places mm-hmm. and there's quality everywhere. And you could probably argue that goalkeeper was the one area where you you look at and go, there's no competition there. Walton is unquestionably number one and will be. So just from that kind of point of view, likely coming in and having a good game has to be good from a point of view of keeping Walton on his toes, doesn't it? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um I could imagine I would hope Christian Walton's gone into training this morning, Monday morning. Um mm. just with that little bit of extra bit 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 of extra juice. Not not your kind of juice, Ross. Not um <laughs> not the not the roids that you're on. That's not allowed in football. Naughty. But um 
but you'd think it, it, that that that's what fuels these players, and, and I hope it does. Christian Wilton's a really, really good goalkeeper. It's not it's not something I would be considering at the moment. But you're right; you have to have the the viable competition, and that this this kind of the way this is shaken out, and and hopefully, I imagine he will play the replay. And this is a nice little period where Hladki can improve his stock, and if Walton has a, issues in the next games coming up, then this is a kind of a sweet spot for Hladki to, to really have a go at that position. Um, and then also Harry Clark coming in and, and doing the same for Genoa Dynasty. And I think every mm. area on the pitch now you've got, you've got that. So um, yeah, well done. Vaslav Hladki, um, a really good performance. I, I really enjoyed watching him. That's a perfect segue as well into, into Hutchie. I want to talk about the players that are now kind of on the fringes that we saw in this game. Obviously, Genoi there, you mentioned being one of the, the big ones. It looks like he may be pushed out to the fringes by the arrival of Harry Clark. But in terms of players coming in, um, Jackson, Genoi, those sort of players, how, how did you think they fared? I know Jackson was your joint man of the match with a, with a nine out of ten. Um, what do you make of, of the whole performance? I thought Caden was, was brilliant. Um, first and foremost, hard work. Um, which you always get from Caden Jackson, but uh, the whole team just works so hard in this game. Him, him at the top of that, um, but he's making that right sided position his position now. Um, he, he's he's improved a lot as a player. A lot of it under Kieran McKenna, and a lot of it probably because he's got a manager who's confident in him and trusts him. But he he's more sensible with he's, he knows how to use his speed so much better. Um, He's he's a better cross of the ball of the ball than he was two years ago. He put in some decent ones here, and you can't underestimate what he gave Ipswich defensively in this as well, just through sheer hard work and, and decent positioning to to help out Danasian. So, really, really impressed, really impressed with him. Um, lots of them, really. I think Danasian had some early struggles. Chuyanov was was causing him some issues early on, but he he put that right. Um, Zerui came on in the second mm. half and they they were fine with him. Um, I think the defensive pair are worthy of a, a good discussion. Um, Greg Lee, solid. Um, they were all they were they all they all played well. Good 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 team performance this one. Um, Characterised by hard work and and um, sticking to a game plan. I do want to talk about Wolfenden and uh, and Edmondson because we, we we mentioned that last week. So I think that's definitely worth a, a good conversation. But Roscoe, talk to me about Greg Lee, your boy, uh, and my boy as well. Um, Terry Hunt highlighted him in his column this morning, said he was really impressed with Greg Lee at the weekend. And were it not for Lee Davis, Lee would be surely starting every week. Um, what did you make of Lee at the weekend? And I guess a, a tone of a lot of this chat is, when do we get to a point where you start to say, well, that that is genuinely now a conversation. Should, you know, so-and-so be starting in place of so-and-so? Um, what do you make of Lee? Yeah, he had a fantastic game. You know, his first sort of start for a while. can't remember the last start, was it? Was it New Year's Day, I think? It was New Year's Day against Lincoln, yeah. I think it was. Davis was um, ill. Yes. Um, and, you know, Davis has been he's unbelievable, isn't he? So, <laughs> it's going to be hard for Greg Lee to get in there. But, um He's come in against a, a very good championship side um, and he, he delivered a very good performance. You know, he, he battled hard. He's got a good engine on him as well. He can go up and down that flank for the full nine minutes. So I don't think mm. he's knackered. Um, and he's, you know, we've seen, we know he's a physical boy. Um, a few, you know, headeds as well and cross some good crosses as well. And I just, I just like him as a player. Um, I think he is that athlete we all want to be. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just all around good performance room coming in against a very good championship side. So yeah, fair play, Greg. Good game. Yeah, if I could, if I could be, obviously I want to be like you, Hutchie, from your demeanour. But if I could be athletically as gifted as Greg Lee, and I'm close. I mean, obviously I'm close. But if I could be that extra notch up, that's what I'd want to be. That'd be the, the superhuman. You, you don't want to be as athletically gifted as me. Uh, uh, what's is it, that? Is, is that an area, an area, <laughs> an area of me you're not, you're not so keen on? I'll take your calves and I'll take your, uh, your beautiful eyelashes and your demeanour, and then I'll, I'll team with Greg Lee's athleticism and I'd be unstoppable as a human being. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, an, what an image! Absolutely, what an image! I'm thinking <laughs> about it now. Um, shall we talk about Edmondson and and um, Wolfenden? Because we talked last week. <clears throat> excuse me, Hutchie about. The pair going forward at the back, uh, clearly it's been interchangeable and we've seen Keo and Burgess in there as well. 
and the consensus from both yourself and Stuart who's off today, um, was that the future, for the good of the future, you want to see Edmonton and Wolfenden together so, as soon as possible and as much as possible. And we got to see it in the next game. So what did you make of it? Mm, that that for all for all the good the good things that the other central defenders have done, and, and you you can't argue that that Cameron Burgess has made great strides in his game and has played very very well for Town at times this year. And you can't argue Richard Keogh hasn't sort of brought that air of experience and calm to the team. But for all of that, Wolfenden and Edmondson has got the the biggest upside for for Ipswich. What it hasn't got is a left foot. Um, I mean, it has got two left feet, but not, not one that's not one that's dominant, which which Burgess brings and it brings that balance, which is important. But Wolfenden and Edmondson bring bring that highest upside. They're, Edmondson is physical. Um, he not he's not as dominant aerially as Burgess, but he's he's he moves around a bit better. He covers they cover each other well, um, and they did really well in this game. Jay Rodriguez is um, seems like he's been around forever. Um, playing up top for for Burnley and and they looked after him really well and, and some others as well. Uh, the new striker they've got Foster when he came on, lots of runners from midfield, Twine drifting in and out of the middle of the pitch. Same with Teller. Um, they tracked they tracked that really well as a pair and they looked like a pair in this game. So um, that's two games in a week for George Edmondson. A long time since he's done that for league games. Two clean sheets. Um, and I would, I would guess that we're going to see them at, at Cambridge. That would be that would be my guess. And, and and for me, that's got the highest the highest upside. With with Greg Lee, I'd really I, I don't, this doesn't necessarily chime with what McKenna wants to do with his bench. But I'd like to see Town get back to where they were with Greg Lee and Leaf Davis potentially using both of them in a game and maximizing both of them that way. I think that's the that's what they can do with with Lee to maximize him a little bit more is is maybe use him in that role. At, a, a bit, but difficult to do with a with a bench that you're already declaring is going to have five attackers on it. Mm. Roscoe, the reason that I put Edmondson and, and Wolfenden in my side at the weekend is because you're going against a you know championship side who play sexy free flowing football. And going forward, if Town are going to get promoted this season, that's got to be the pairing, hasn't it? They are the the athletes that you want at that kind of level. You, all due respect to Burgess, we know he's he's bit vulnerable to pace and Keo, as much experience as he got and you know valuable leadership you can't see him being an every game starter in the championship for Ipswich Town so Wolfenden and Edmonton have got to be the pair haven't they that you push going forward yeah they're, they're our best two centre-halves um and yeah they stopped Jay Rodriguez you know Jay Rodriguez has played a lot of Premier League football and he's a very good footballer um so they were able to stop him and stop a lot of Burnley's um quality players and yeah, I think they've both had moments this season. Luke, Luke Wolfen, Emerson, you know, Emerson had a few little bad patches. Um, but they're two very good defenders for this level and they are championship level, I think, as mm. well. Um, so going forward, I would go with them. You've got to give praise to Cameron Burgess. He has done well, definitely after his injury to his face as well, for him to come back and bounce back and, you know, put in some good displays. But going forward, I think it is going to be Emerson and, and Wolfie. Um but it's always good to have an option there with Burgess. Yeah, Richard Keogh, he's 37 or whatever he is. So, yeah, he's uh, he's not going to start every week. But certain games, once again, it depends who we're playing. You know, when we play the likes of Morecambe and teams who have, you know, who lump up field, sometimes you need you do need maybe Burgess or Keogh to come in. But Wolford mm. and um, <clears throat> me going forward. Mm. He spoke to George after the game, Hutchie. At least I think it was you. Um, and some nice quotes about him facing in a in a kind of way on the sideline his his boyhood hero in Vincent Company. Yeah, he's a Man City fan, George. So um that 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 was his childhood. Company was there from sort of 2008, 2009 kind of time, I think, which would make George well like twelve or thirteen um when he was getting getting going. So yeah, proper childhood um childhood um childhood hero territory. Although interestingly when asked what his actual favourite Man City player from that time was he picked Alano, which oh. I wasn't expecting. Uh, George said he was more of an attacker at that point, so liked the attacking players. But um but yeah, he uh, I, I think I think a lot of them would have um 
got a kick about facing Vincent Company at the weekend. It was I, I quite enjoyed seeing him and asking him a few questions in yeah. the in the media room afterwards. He, it's, and it's he, like said, proper, he said some nice things, didn't he, about talent? He certainly, well. yeah, he certainly did. He gave a really good good post match interview. He's a proper kind of Premier League Premier League legend kind of territory, isn't he? A captain of a a sort of dynasty of Man City. Um, mm. Man City teams, so yeah, said some very nice things about Ipswich, about um, how impressed he was with how they played. But particularly, I asked him about what his first thoughts of Portman Road were, and first thing he said was that the camera angles don't do it do it justice. It's it's bigger and and better than it looks on the camera, which is probably fair because the camera is pointing at the cobbled stand, which is kind of pretty standard football stand. Um, got some nice writing on the front, but pretty kind of standard football stand fair isn't it so um yeah i'm glad he liked it that's mm. 25,000 as well for a, for a cup game like that fantastic you wouldn't see that in any other european country would you um before we move on i want to i want to finish by having a chat about cambridge in the way forward and potentially whether anyone's done enough to put their hand up for that game that maybe wouldn't normally be in the in the conversation but what did you this is we big we bigged up burnley hutchie before this game and they deserved it because they're very 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 good what did you make of them in this game though because they they still had some real quality on that pitch. Yeah, they they made changes, but there mm. a lot of their kind of frontline players did get on the pitch eventually, particularly from the bench. Mm. Um, I don't think they liked Ipswich going at them from the start. I think that that was great from Town. I really enjoyed how quickly Town came out the box blocks and set a bit of a tone for this. Put a marker on Burnley early and said, "Just let them know you're not having this mm. this game your your own way." Um, I think from from what I've seen of Burnley and kind of other other games they they weren't at their best they weren't as kind of fluid as as they have been but they've got some really really good players and you can you could tell that as well I do like Nathan Teller um the attacker he can play on either side of the attack but he's he's a he's a good player on loan from Southampton um Cherlinov I quite like the look of as well same with Bastian and then the players coming off the bench I think Brownhill Cullen both came on who are kind of frontline players for them um mm. Zaruri so, yeah, they moved the ball really well, but I don't think they were as clean and crisp as they would be would be in the championship. And um, a lot of that's down to Ipswich, the hard work um, sort of remaining kind of solid and in shape and sticking to sticking to what they wanted to do and, and putting an early marker on them. So, so it's not just it's just, this isn't an off day for Burnley. Town Town pushed them and um, mm. and put them put them in that situation. So um, that that's why I think Vincent Company came away not not too unhappy with a replay, all things considered. And we said we wanted Town to go toe-to-toe with them, and that's certainly what they did. Rossi, um, in terms of looking at Burnley before the game and a, a narrative around their players, Scott Twine was the one, particularly when I was looking at Burnley, was the one that I feared, given his history with Town and the fact he looked like he was going to make his first start. He duly did. What did you make of Burnley as a whole, and, and, and what did you make of Twine? Because he, he tends to do spectacular things against Ipswich Town. I can't really remember much that Scott Twine did. To be That's fair. a good thing. Mm. Yeah, do you remember? Right. Do you remember him going down, looking like he was having some kind of fit, kind of like shaking all <laughs> over the floor, and then once he realised that he wasn't getting a free kick, just got up and kind of jogged, Classic. jogged on. Yeah. That was. Yeah, I, he was interested. He, he he didn't do an awful lot, did he? He he kind of drifted around looking for the ball a bit, um, and didn't necessarily get it. Yeah, no, I can't actually remember that moment, but um, that's a standard footballer thing, you know. Oh, let's do a Suffolk here. Let's see if we can get a free kick. A new, um, but Burnley as a side, yeah, I, I need to stop doing this when we play different teams. I'd stop, stop repeating myself. I kept saying, "Oh, they're very good championship side, Burnley. Very good championship side." I think I already said it multiple times on this video, but um, yeah, I wasn't that impressed really. Of course, they've got good players, but as you said, we went toe to toe against top of the table. Um, Burnley um, and our players did step up and um, it's just a good it was always going to be a good test when we got this draw people go oh it's Burnley um, but it's a great test but we do have to now go to Burnley on a Tuesday night but well here's the thing because you said beforehand and also I listened to a little bit of um, the various bits you did as, as previous stuff and you said please no replay please no replay at Burnley whereas Hutchie said yes please bring the bring the replay on now you've got to go to Burnley on a Tuesday night, Ross. Obviously, you haven't got to drive yourself there. You get you get taxied there, um, yep. but you've still got to go. How are you feeling about it? Now, I get Hutch's point of view. I like football. I like to go to football matches. 
but not Burnley on a Tuesday night. Um, the quote <laughs> that from in between us, you know, I like football, but not Billy Burnley. I love the way, um, by the way, when you're doing Meet the Oppo with the, the Burnley guy from the Athletic and you kept going, it's just, you know, no one really fancied this game. It's just Burnley. Don't want to go to Burnley on a Tuesday night and you're going, oh, no offence. <laughs> yeah. Polite young man, polite young man. Yeah. Um, I've been to Turf Moor before, so it's not like it's not another ground tick off. There could be a few town fans who have not, not gone to Burnley before. Um, but you can't complain too much because it's an football match. It's just annoying because it's on Tuesday night. But um, if it was vice versa, if we got a draw at Burnley, mm. I would have been well up for the replay at Porton Road because, yeah, can't come down to Porton Road. But as it's vice versa, it's like, uh. but um, no. It, once again, I think I remember saying this in Meet the Opera as well. If it was a Sean Dyche versus Mick McCarthy nil nil draw, I'd be going, oh, God, here we go. We've got to watch another game of football against these guys. It'll go to extra time penalties. The replay could go the better way. But seeing a Vincent Company team versus a Kieran McKenna team, it was entertaining. So, yeah, from all that, bloody replay. Bloody replay, though, Hutchie. You're bang up for it. Uh, of everything that in the sphere of what we do and what, you know, nonsense that we get paid for um, every day. You're very much a give me games sort of guy, aren't you? That, I think that's the thing you most enjoy. By a significant distance, yeah. yeah. I, I I love football. I love going to football matches and I I love reporting on them. Um, so it doesn't bother me. Um, obvi- obviously, going to, going to Greater Manchester on a Tuesday night is not top of the list of things I'd like to do in my life, but it doesn't doesn't bother me in the slightest i'm looking forward to it, it should be um turf morph it will feel a bit different i think to to kind of previous visits with ipswich mm. um it's a different place it's a bit more vibrant i think they've got kind of given it a bit of the life that portman road has had since the um since the takeover with like electronic screens and boards and stuff it it looks like quite a good place to watch football these days i'm, I'm looking forward to it what sort of chance do you give Town in the replay? Because clearly they were they were underdogs for this game at Portman Road, and they've done very well to to hold Burnley and get the draw. What kind of percentage chance would you give them of winning the replay, Hutchie? Percentage chance, uh, twenty. Yeah, yeah, something like that. They'll they'll, they'll be massive <clears> underdogs <throat> for this. Burnley, Burnley, what I imagine might go with a similar side to the one they went for this one, with the bench full of difference makers at home. Um, They'll be huge favourites to win this one, Burnley. It doesn't often happen. Like, like you'll see with Wrexham, I, I imagine. Like Wrexham got a replay against Sheffield mm. United in the FA Cup. They now go to Bramall Lane. More often than not, the underdog at home have to do the job at home, don't they? That's that's where they have to do it. Um, and Wrexham going to Bramall Lane is not going to be not going to be a game you're necessarily thinking they're going to win, but but they might. There's a chance, maybe a twenty percent chance. Um, but Ipswich will be will be there to take it if they if they're in they have an opportunity, they'll be there to take it. But I'd make I'd make Burnley kind of firm firm favourites from this point. Mm, mm. Wrexham, of course, should have won yesterday. They were they on should. the verge of, verge of victory, uh, and I, I watched the last few minutes um, purely because of my interest in Wrexham, piqued by the the Disney Plus documentary. Ryan Reynolds was there. Um, I think Robert McElhenney is a massive Philadelphia Eagles fan, so I'd imagine he was in Philadelphia yesterday for the NFC Championship game. Let's not talk about that, boys. I don't want to talk about it, all right? It's very, very sore, that subject. I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> in, in terms of moving on, Hutchie, from this Burnley game, from the Burnley game, yeah, to the Cambridge game, just one final conversation. Have any of the players that were kind of on the fringes there we've talked about done enough, do you think, to, to when we've talked about McKenna sitting in his, his coach's room with Pert and everyone else, might give them pause to think. Actually, do you know what? So and so did really well against Burnley. I might, I might stick him in for Cambridge as well. I would say no. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, be, because uh, other than I, I mean, maybe maybe George Edmondson has maybe uh, secured a place for that game. Mm. Potentially, we'll, we'll find out. But if you if you're looking at the players that I, I don't think Caden Jackson did anything in that game that McKenna didn't already know. Like he spoke afterwards about. Um, how how he's always trusted Caden and football's a game of opinions and that his opinion is that Caden's never let him down. He knows all of that. But then you also have to remember that actually a few days prior, Wes Burns put in a really, really good performance against Morecambe in the league. So if you're talking like for like, I'd say probably not. I don't really know what, what, hurt, what he favours in terms of Hurst or Ladapo, um, but Hurst played well. 
but I don't think I don't think that'll fuel his decision. So I don't I don't think there's anybody that's going to have forced their way in from the outside. But I've, maybe he'll just be going into work today with that bit more confidence in his squad as a whole of of just how um, just how strong a squad he's got because it is very very strong that squad mm. right now. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think I think the league team will look quite similar to what we might have expected heading into the weekend. Okay, um, it is then the FA Cup fifth round draw tonight. Ipswich Town are in the hat for the first time in a long time. Um, it's being held live, this is Monday morning we're talking about this, um, on the one show, which is an incredibly middle-class way of doing an FA Cup draw. Um, and I'll be watching later on to find out. Who would you like to draw, though, Rossi? If Ipswich Town can spring the upset at Burnley, who would you like them to draw? Because looking at the looking at the sides left in the competition, yes, there's Spurs, there's Man United, there's Man City. Um but a lot of the kind of big, other big names aren't in it. So it, City, United, Spurs are probably the, the biggest names left. Um, would you fancy one of those? Or would you like a little Hollywood tie against Wrexham? What, what would uh, pique your interest? Uh, Stoke City, um, obviously. <laughs> away. Obviously. Yeah, <laughs> away. Because it's yeah. midweek now. And so I think the next round is midweek. So that'll be a, a Wednesday it's midweek, night. Or... is it? Yeah, I think so. What? Yeah. So, yeah, Nonsense. Stoke, Stoke on a cold Wednesday night. That, that's, that's that'd be nice. Um, but no, seriously, no, don't want that. Um, yeah, like Spurs, obviously. You know, Spurs yeah. go to the new stadium. That would be um, convenient as well, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, the ones they could get. Yeah, yeah, and of course, you know, Kieran McKenna going back to Man United or Man United coming here. You want those big ones, but. You know what? You know we could if we get like a, a Stoke or something, we could possibly beat them, and then we're not, you know, one more win away to Wembley, um, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but we've got to get through this replay first of all. But it's just nice to be half in the hat for this draw um, because normally we're out of this by well, in in League One we haven't even got to January. We've actually got knocked out in the second round or the first round. So yeah, it's just a nice little feeling, but. The most annoying thing will be is if we get a big boy and then we get we lose the replay. That's going to be the frustrating bit. But um, yeah, looking forward to it though. Is there anyone you've got your, your eye on particularly, Hutchie? I know that a lot of things have to happen before Tanner in the fifth, mm. actually in the fifth round. But if you look at the teams left and you start to to dream wistfully, it's winnable. Um, it's well, it's not. <laughs> but you know what I mean. It might they might have a, a chance to go further than anyone expected if they can get through this one. Then depending on the mm. draw. Yeah. Um. I mean. I think Man City coming out of the hat would be would be really interesting because that would be massive for Com- Vincent Company. Mm. Um, I don't know if that would necessarily mean good things for Ipswich if there was the prospect of a game with Man City yeah. for, for Vincent Company. Um, but of the ones that are left, I'd I'd love the Kieran McKenna Man United narrative. I think that would be brilliant mm. um, at Old Trafford, please. Um, let him go there and then the replay at Ipswich. But I'd love an away... I'd, I would actually really love a, an away game at one of the big London clubs. So Tottenham with 9,000 Ipswich fans, West Ham with 9,000 Ipswich fans, which they would fill. Mm. They'd take the full... It's 15%, I think, for FA Cup games you have to take, uh, have to give to away fans, both of them, 60,000 stadiums. So 9,000, I think Ipswich would take the full lot, midweek or not, um, to one of those. So one of those, please. You'd be torn though, wouldn't you, with the, the, your beloved hammers? No, if, that, if it did indeed turn that, you'd have to rock up with the firm, wouldn't you, and shirtless to the game, <laughs> and then go and be reporting, and then go back in the pub. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fine. No, 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 no tears there for me. But I would, I would really enjoy that. That would be fun. Okay, well, we will see what happens. That is tonight on the one show from seven pm. If you're listening on Monday, which most of you do, um, friends, anything else to mention from from this before we move on to talk about something that's happening tomorrow, which is of course deadline day? Any other notes from this weekend scenario? Who presents the one show these days? I, I, I don't watch it. Was it uh, Ronan Keating? Is he doing Ronan it? Ke- yeah, Ronan Keating, Geraint Jones, sort of people that they're not doing the draw, are they? Like they are kind of passing it over to. I've no idea. I honestly don't know. Doesn't Samantha Quick? What? Yeah, G- Genus is on it. Yeah, Jermaine Genus, yeah. Sam he's, Quick. He's got a fantastic agent, Jermaine Genus. Yeah, <laughs> he's, whoever that is is doing a fantastic job. Um, yeah. Anything else to mention? I sense not. Should we move on to deadline day, Hutchie? 
by way of an intro. It's deadline day tomorrow, Tuesday, the 31st of January. Ipswich Town, <clears throat> in terms of ins and outs so far, I'll just remind you, friends, before we get into what might happen tomorrow. Ins, four. Massimo Luongo, George Hurst, Nathan Broadhead, Harry Clark. Harry Clark's brother, by the way, scored at the weekend for Felix, though, just as a side. Uh, out, Matt Penny, out on loan to another side, Charlton. Elkin Bagger, out on loan to a League One side at Cheltenham. And Edwin Agbarge, who's gone to Yeovil in non-league, battling against relegation. So those are the ins and outs so far, Hutchie. McKenna's kind of gone back and forth between saying we've done all our business and, well, we're still active, um, quotes-wise, when, when we've asked him about it. This is not going to be the kind of deadline days we've kind of got used to in recent times, so is it? It's probably going to be more on the uh, the Q side. Never say never say the Q word as a journalist, but it's going to be more on the Q side, yes? Just, is, is that quiet? Don't yeah. say it. Don't say mean, it. Though? It's like saying Macbeth, if you're an is actor. That... Just nod if that's what you meant. Okay. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, I think when they say they're still active, it means they've not they've not closed their laptop. They're uh, they're they're. I think Ipswich Town will always be active because they can be. They're they're in a position where if something comes up that they think, let's do this, let's get this done, um, they can. But if you look at that squad, there's an, going into the 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 summer window. It, deadline day there were needs we felt mm. like they needed a striker and they signed Gassan Hadme there were no needs in this squad so there's nothing that has to be done they're not chasing anybody so anything that does happen is going to be um, something significant either for now or for the future that that they feel like they just had to do because it was now or never to do it and they've got the means to do it and I'm not in any way suggesting that this is going to happen. But if, I don't know, somebody like, we had this long running thing with Morgan Whitaker over the window, if he suddenly became crazy available, uh, that's not even a correct expression, um, crazy available at, at the right time, then they can do it. I don't think they will, but they can. So I think it'll be something like, something like that. It's more likely to be out, so yeah, in terms of, if anything does happen, I, I don't even know if it will be that. Like, I, I don't think there's an overwhelming. There's not an overwhelming desire to to move anybody on. I think there are players you could look at that, and that is excluding Gasana Hadme, who I yeah. I would really hope they uh, they're able to sort him out going back to to Burton um, because he's he's going to struggle for game time. Um, but I don't think there's an overwhelming desire to move anybody because Ipswich's big strength is their strength and. They don't have to dilute that now. In the summer, yeah, they'll have to move mm. some of these some players on. They'll have to move on, but um, but right now they don't have to. So, famous last words, which you probably don't want me to say, but my, I, I don't think there'll be anything hugely significant. But this is but this hey. is it. This is half eleven on the on the Monday. We've got till till we've got another thirty six hours uh, to go from this point so yeah. a lot a lot can change but but we'll see follow it all with us friends could still be fun yeah it'll always be fun <laughs> rossi is there anything you'd like to see happen um do you think it would be it would be foolhardy to, to sign any more players this already incredibly strong and perhaps a little bit bloated squad would you like obviously apart from i had me going out would you like to see anyone else go out and get some game times more like carl edwards for example thrown out there yeah, um, yeah. Carl Edwards came on the bench, of course, with Burnley. I saw mm. um, his 50th town appearance. Um, yeah, it's a tricky one, really, because we can, you know, make five subs. So we can, you know, most likely we'll use those every game. Um, and it's always good to have options because, you know, I don't want to say it, but touch woods, you know, there could be injuries, you know, suspensions or whatever, illnesses come about. Mm. Um but maybe Ed, maybe Edwards would be the one, possibly. But where would he go? That is the question. Um, they have to be the right club. I can't just just loan him out and then he doesn't play. I saw Rakeem Harper play the like first game for Exeter for bloody for the first time in ages on the weekend, and I think lost it. Raised. I assume. Oh no, they lost. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I think he did it right. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, there's that's not really. Yeah, had me is the one that needs to get sorted because he's not going to play. Is he? He's not going to play. You already signed Hurst on loan. If he plays, 
it's because someone's like broke their leg. Sorry, I've just jinxed it. Sorry, everybody. Um, but yeah, but standby, you never know. Out of nowhere, if a player comes available, as I only said, widget car or someone out of the blue, you just never know. Deadline day, anything can happen. Um, but just don't panic by anybody, please. Just don't do that. Because that's what I'd, happened last I'd keep day. Edwards. I, I wouldn't be loaning him out. I'd be keeping mm-hmm. him around. I think he um he 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 doesn't do it consistently enough. You can argue he's not been given the chance to do it consistently enough. You can argue he hasn't taken the chances that he does get. Both of those, I think, are valid. Um, but he offers something a little bit different. So I'd, I would I would keep him. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be facilitating him going anywhere else. Mm. Follow it all with us um, tomorrow as much as you can, friends. Keep refreshing. The boys will be there. Even if nothing happens at town, it's always worth keeping an eye on what goes on in League One, doesn't it? And who who signs elsewhere? Just by way of looking at that, actually, League One. Did you see what Morecambe did off the back of being tonked 4 0? Yep. They beat Bristol Rovers 5 1 on Saturday. Bad. Yeah, Dick wasn't Incredible. expecting that at all. Exeter won, by the way. Did, oh, did, sorry. Did, 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 give, uh, the, I don't know how big a role I'm sure um, he played, a massive Harper role. played yeah. in that, but yeah. he. Uh, they won at they won at MK Dons. So there we go. Um Rossi, we've been talking about the FA Cup. It would be remiss of us not to mention the ladies in the FA Cup yesterday. Uh, they were also up against uh, higher level opposition, championship opposition. Um and they gave a good account of themselves just like just like the men did. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, it was pretty much the similar sort of game, really, going toe-to-toe against uh, a championship side. Um, you know, Lewis are very different to Burnley, of course, because um, Burnley are top of the championship, while Lewis are a mid-table, but solid team. But, um, no, good crowds and just a good game of football, you know, for for both sides. And Town, they had their chances in the first half, could have gone 1-0 up, but didn't. Um, but overall, I think they'll come out of that and go and, you know what, we could go toe-to-toe against any championship side if they got the chance. You know, the goal is promotion. If it happens this season, great. If it doesn't, not great. But uh, but overall, I think they'll be proud of that performance. And I think, um, the, you know, town fans in attendance probably got their fair share of um, a good game against two very good sides. So, um, yeah, I think the team will be proud of that performance. And one of the guys who was in attendance amongst that crowd was Wesley James Burns, I saw, because you got a picture of him standing with Blue and um, YouTube guy, Lasty. Uh, is, is Wes rock up often to, to ladies' games? Has he got... I don't think so. I think, once again, I think he's done it off his own back as well. He hasn't been, like, told, like, you have to go. I think he just yeah. he just went. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was great to see him. I'm sure, you know, you know, town fans and tenants went over and probably got selfies with him and saw, you know, just had to say hello. Um, but yeah, it was nice that you could sort of stand Blue Wilson, you know, my co-host and town woman skipper. And it was mm. good to see, yeah, last year he was a, a big YouTuber slash a big town fan um, at the game as well. But uh, yeah, 452, I think, were in attendance. So a decent crowd. Um, and just, yeah, just a good game. And, you know, I went to the sweet shop as always. Um, and uh, there will be a Track the Girls talk later in the week. So uh, we'll talk more in depth about the game. And um, we'll have a special guest on as well. Excellent. Look out for that. And also, Rossi, are we able now to to uh, to tease your next in pictures? Because you went and did it. You put some pictures out of you with a definite Ipswich Town legend. Right at the top of Ipswich Town legends, this guy, as a player and a manager, um, Mr. Burley. Yeah, really good chat with George. Um, big shout out to uh, Punch Studios in South Street for... Um, hosting us uh they were able to sort of put us in one of their studios buying a drum set which was pretty good um but yeah really good chat with george he was back at portland road i think he's back at portland road pretty much every week but um he was actually i think he did half time mm. interview at the club um at the game on saturday but um no really good chat with him about his playing career and his management career a lot of great stories um some great pictures as well some uh, very old pictures of course looking back at some haircuts and dress sense but um no you know his stories have been probably told before, but I hope this brings a different sort of unique, you know, take on it because yeah, we're talking about different things and some great pictures as well. So uh, yeah, stay tuned. That'll be out in hopefully a few weeks time. Well, we haven't set a, a date few yet, weeks time. We'll, Bloody yeah. hell! Wow. I don't know. We, we haven't we haven't had the the head. You don't want to commit. Yet, you don't want to commit to doing it, dear Ross. That's the thing. You don't want to. You've done, you've recorded it. It's in it's in edit. It's in post production. Yeah, post production. So uh, when it's got all clear from you know the higher ups yourself yeah. anyway we'll put out <laughs> keep an eye out I, I reckon although as you say sorry it'll be worth the wait won't it whenever Absolutely. it comes however many months down the line <laughs> it'll be worth it i reckon 
although you say obviously a lot of, a lot of George's stories have probably been told before, he's never spoken to you, Ross, before. And uh, and I'd imagine yeah. the sort of things you asked him and got him talking about were probably unlike anything he's ever been faced with before. So uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. Shall we finish, friends, by playing Guess the Shirt Behind Hutchie's Shoulder? Because it's pink and I love pink football shirts. I'd wear pink a lot if I could. Um, so for those not watching on video, it's mostly pink with black shoulders. What the hell is that? Sort of, is it like sort of camouflage almost? Yeah, camouflage, pink. cow print. Whatever you Pink want to call camo it. with with black elements. Uh, I, I know this. Is that the manufacturer? It's Italian yep. shirt, not not you know the national team. Um, oh, what is the team called? Fiorentina, oh, isn't it? No. Oh, they're they're low division, aren't they? They used to be like Serie A, but now they're like really dropped out. Is it Palermo? Yes, Palermo? it is. Oh, nice. I love it. Palermo from Sicily. Yes, and there that's a genuine football kit they wear. Yep, it was last season, I think. Last yeah, a couple of years. Yeah, last season yeah. or the year before. I love yeah. a pink kit, but not with not with camouflage cow print on it. Just go, just go electric pink for me. That's that's all. They've go. got that as well. I think that's their Are third they? kit. Yeah, they've got that. They, they, yeah, they've got that as well. That's, um, At that's first, just, that's I thought it was the uh, the Guinness logo when I saw the the badge. It looked like the Guinness, you know, Guinness. Yeah, they got yeah, no. Yeah, mm. I do, yeah. yeah. Um yeah. you like that Hutchie? Is that another new one? Is it just one you've No, it's been no, it's just because I, I thought you might try and guess it. So mm. I put one that might test you. Well, Rossi got it. And you, you've been nailing them recently. I love pink football kits though, don't you? I've I wish, got quite wish, a lot of pink ones. I wish town would bring out a pink away kit. I'd love that. It'd be fantastic. Anyway, I'm digressing. Friends, anything else to mention? Before we take our leave, Rossi, we've not had an update from you on your your driving travails for a bit. What's what's the latest on that? Uh, hopefully, February is the month it get confirmed. <laughs> what? Um, what do you mean? Give me some month for what? You, that you, is you the vaguest the update. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully, I'll be p- booking myself a theory test, and uh, hopefully, we'll be doing <laughs> maybe a February's the month I book myself a theory test for the the fifteenth yes. time. Okay. Yes. Well, so we we'll keep crossed. our fingers crossed for you. You're now taking the approach. You're not going to tell us about it, aren't you? We can't do a live outside the, uh, the Look, test that, that, which that, Yeah, that was great last time, but I don't know. If it didn't it help been... you, if it, if it's not helped in the process, then I would, <laughs> yeah, get don't do it again. If it's if it helped, if it if it's a motivator, do it again. If it's like Content, a bad key keeping Walton on his toes scenario, let's do it. Yeah, if, yeah. But then it depends on because I, I can't just book it around the podcast. It has to be like we have what? to then, yeah, if you know what I mean. Like we normally do this in the morning, like I'm, they may not have a slot, you know. Well, we actually, I think the last time we actually recorded the pod late just so we could go live to you, didn't we? Because it was about two oh, o'clock and it's worth it. It was podcast gold, it's one of the best moments yeah. of the year. Uh, and just imagine if we had that moment live, Ross, when you, we, oh. you reveal you've passed your theory test. What's on? Let's do it then. Send that I, off to you. I'm sure we could if. Look, it's up to you, Ross. I think you need to make the call here. If you're, if you want to do it, like if you think that will push you to pass it, then that has to be done. If you don't, then don't. But if you do, I'm sure I we, can faci- I'm sure we can facilitate, <laughs> we can facilitate some kind of record outside of yeah. podcasting hours. Uh, just use it. find the find the fuel that you need, Ross. Come on, February is the month, and that, and that's that's what we're leaving it at. We're not actually yes. saying what. What is the month for? At the moment, it's just that Ross books a theory test. Hopefully, yeah. it's the month that he passes the theory test. Mm. Hutchie, what's going on in your world? Your complicated, mixed-up life that you lead? Nothing. Okay. Well, nothing, mate. I had an MRI on, on last week, boys. How did Thursday, that go? For my knee. How did it go? On my knee. I hated it. Absolutely hated it. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had one, but it's a very... If you've got claustrophobia, I wouldn't recommend it. I didn't think I had claustrophobia until they jammed me into a tube for 20 minutes while they uh, they scanned loudly my knee. I absolutely hated it. Um, so, yeah, hopefully it'll be worth it and I'll get some test results back, which show me that I either need an operation or I don't. Now, these are the not. kind of MRIs that footballers get within like six hours oh, yeah. of absolutely. doing an injury. Right? Yeah, they just go to the booper clinic, don't they, and whack them in there. <clears throat> I've been waiting, what, since May when I did my knee. Um and now if I do need an op, I'd imagine I'll, I might get it by 2040 if I'm lucky. Um, by which time 
I'll probably be dead, let's be honest. You probably um, just need to go straight to the knee replacement, don't you? Just like, <laughs> just, yeah. let, let's just cut the nonsense. Just stick just, a new leg on. Yeah. Just get it done. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm in my early 40s. Yeah. Let's, let, let's <laughs> skip, let's skip yeah. to... I'm in my 60s. Let's just yeah. get, the, get the replacement just done. Give me a whole, whole lower body replacement, please. Um, friends, that brings us to the end of today's show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. We've looked back at Burnley. We've looked at the FA Cup draw and we've talked about deadline day tomorrow. Please do follow that all with us because um, whatever happens, if anything does happen, it'll be interesting, won't it? And it will also be interesting keeping an eye on what goes on around League One. Is there any other business, chaps? No other business. Hachi, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Don't know who's in it yet, so don't tell ah. me. Ah. Okay, all right, then I won't. Well, apart from I know that the Philadelphia Eagles are in it, so hopefully the Eagles won't win because I'm bitter about that. Um, friends, all that then leaves me to say is the usual stuff. Please support our sponsors. Use the code carry at manscaped.com for 20% off and free delivery of all the excellent clobber they've got there. They've just launched various new lines there, so go and have a look at that. Rossi, every time you've mentioned Ginger Pickle, we scored a hit for Tony Southgate in terms of uh, a lead for his business. So you do it again. Ginger Pickle. Why should people get involved in Ginger Pickle? You want to improve your website? Google Ads. Use Ginger Pickle. The goats on marketing. Check them out. Outstanding, Rossi. We should get Tony on here. We should, shouldn't we? Yeah. Talk about it. Yeah, because I think we don't know what he does. It's all wizardry. Maybe he could tell it. Maybe he could come on and tell us. Who knows? Maybe, maybe we should. We maybe. should also mention, by the way, friends, which we've not mentioned since it's happened, you'll have you'll have seen that the grand porker, the big porker himself, that the, the porcine grand, Mike Bacon, has departed. <clears throat> He's left. He's decided to, to walk away and pursue other business opportunities, I believe is, is the phrase. Um, and we should probably reflect on that, Hutchie. We are hoping, by the way, friends, to get him back for at least one more podcast um, so he can say a proper goodbye to everyone. Um, but Hutchie, Having the porker on this show was always good fun. Um, he, he was a great raconteur uh, and a great colleague, um, and he'll be sadly missed. Yeah, he definitely will. He's uh, for all the absolute, I'm going to say it, absolute garbage that came out of his <laughs> mouth on this podcast <laughs> half the time. Um, yeah. He's a really top, really top bloke. Um, yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed his company for for the five or six years that I've, I've, um, I've enjoyed working with him. You an awful lot longer and you and Stu an awful lot longer than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, top, top man. Who's going to be, who's going to be missed. Yeah. But he, he's, uh, he's going to smash the business world in Hollywood though, isn't he? So, well, I mean, I think it. he's flown straight to, to Hollywood actually, as you say, he's gone straight to Netflix to pitch his next novel. So Michael will spend his time now, I think writing books, um, big wigging with, with Hollywood types and also living in Spain from, from what I understand. He's already got a holiday home out there. So good for him. Um, as I say, hopefully we should, we'll be able to get him back for at least one more podcast if we can negotiate his now exorbitant appearance fee uh, for one more appearance. Friends, I believe that brings us to the end of the show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes because it helps lift our visibility in the iTunes charts. And also hit subscribe um, on wherever you get your podcast from. So this goes straight into your feed. And also follow us on social media, YouTube especially, because we're trying to build that, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The first part of the week is in the books. We'll be back later on this week to break everything else down as we build up to Cambridge, talk about deadline day and the FA Cup draw, of course. Have a good one, friends, and we'll see you then.